You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's play it. It's a post-game edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Lions get it done this afternoon in what was not a pretty football game, to say the least, at Ford Field. Detroit 38, Cleveland 24. The Lions get the win to improve to 5-4. and four, The Browns lose again back-to-back years. They start the year. The season off at 0-9. Matt Derry with you. Thank you for listening right here on Megaphone.fm and on iTunes, Spotify, the Amazon Alexa, wherever you are listening and you find the podcast. We appreciate you tuning in. For those of you driving back home from Ford Field or driving around on a Sunday or for the fans heading to work on Monday, getting your Lions content, this is the place where you get it right here on Locked on Lions. On the Locked on Podcast Network, we bring you podcasts every Sunday through Thursday. And we participate with you. Your tweets are read at Dairy Speaks, D-E-R-Y, my last name, at Dairy Speaks. And join us on Facebook, the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page as well. And you get content as well at LockedOnLions.com. All right, so the Lions get it done today. Look, I can't sugarcoat this one bit. I can't sit here and say, hey, great win today. A win's a win. Not at all. The Lions played lousy football for most of today. And... I'll, I'll hand out some game balls. I'll tell you who I thought really played well. I'll also tell you who, who got exposed today. But at one point in the second half of this football game, the 0-9 Cleveland Browns went up 24-17 on your Detroit Lions and should have been up more. All right? So we can talk about a game ball for Jamal Agnew, who I love on punt returns. This dude is so exciting, and they've got to put him on offense more. we got to talk about Darius Slay and the way he plays. Game ball for the Lions, number one, goes to Hugh Jackson, the coach of the Browns. Because this football game, at the half, with the Lions leading 17-10, should have been a 17-17 or a 17-13 contest. Hugh Jackson, with 15 seconds left and no timeouts, actually had Deshaun Kaiser, on second and goal, try a quarterback sneak. Now, again, a quarterback sneak, it'd be one thing to throw the ball like to the sideline and then reline up. Usually takes about seven, eight seconds to get another playoff or, 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 or that's the time in between plays. But on a quarterback sneak, bodies are flying everywhere. Today, the Detroit Lions got a couple of very, very big gifts from Browns head coach Hugh Jackson because there were some decisions that he made on a couple of occasions that made absolutely no sense and that one at the end of the half was absolutely ridiculous. Here's the other thing. The Lions won the football game 38-24, but they had, to, they had to get an interception late to avoid the Browns scoring a touchdown and then kicking an onside kick, and then you never know what happens, especially inside the Ford Field and that dome where we've seen Hail Mary's work for the opposition. Today was not a good performance by the Lions. And again, you want wins. You want to accumulate wins. The Lions had a short work week after knocking off the Packers in Green Bay the other day. But you know what? Today's performance was not good. Now, some guys had good performances. Matthew Stafford showed you again why this is a guy that's a special football player. Maybe didn't put up the the uh, 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 the sexy numbers that Matthew Stafford has put up before, but an economical 17 out of 26, threw for 249 yards, threw three touchdowns, was sacked four times, didn't have a lot of time all day, 
but at a passer rating today of 118.9. That's another day of a passer rating over 100 for Matthew Stafford. He definitely gets a game ball from me. And with the team up seven and needing to put the game away, Stafford saw that the Browns basically had 10 men in the box. They loaded the box with safeties and linebackers and came at Stafford with a blitz. And he called an audible, uh, went to that bubble screen to Golden Tate, and boom, that was the touchdown that kind of put this team and put this game away, put this uh, team in a position to put this one on ice and win it 38-24. to Matt Stafford continues to make big plays. Now, first half, first quarter, I have no idea what he was doing on that interception of Jamie Collins, a, a bad pass and a bad decision. But again, Matthew Stafford did not have a ton of time to throw today. He was sacked four times. And, and the Lions, the line of scrimmage have got to be better. This offensive line right now, and again, today was probably the best day that they had running the football against a pretty good run defense. The Lions ran for 104 yards today and averaged five and a half yards a carry. I mean, Theo Rick, every time he touched the ball, did something great. Four carries, 35 yards. Amir Abdullah had some good runs. 11 carries, 52 yards. Stafford ran it well. Four carries for 17 yards. But the offensive line continues to have its struggles. Uh, Brian Mahalik kind of mixed and matched a little bit and, and, and played some for Taylor Decker. He got abused at times by Miles Garrett. Uh, Emmanuel Agba of the Browns got to Stafford a couple of times. The line continues to be very, very inconsistent and is not giving Stafford enough time to throw. When Stafford has time to throw, like on that four-play drive that tied the game at 24, and they went no huddle, which I thought was a brilliant move by Jim Bob Cooter, just just to get the Lions in some sort of rhythm here. Uh, that worked out quite well. The Lions have got to go to more no huddle and got to go to more up-tempo offense because that seems to be working. But today was one of their better days running the football, but we are now, we are now at 61 games straight that the Lions have not had a 100-yard rusher, but the team did run for 104 yards. Let's talk about Jamal Agnew for a second here. Um, this kid has got to be playing on offense at some point. Uh, and I'm and I'm not saying we need that the Lions need to be using him like Michigan used Charles Woodson in '97, but it's pretty obvious to me that Jamal Agnew's speed and him touching the football uh, it, it, it's devastating to the opposition. He had a 29 yard run today. He had another uh, 30 plus yard uh, return today that was brought back due to a hold. What's it going to take to get this rookie from San Diego on the field on offense more? And I know the Lions used him today as a decoy on a reverse. But get him the ball in space. Is he not exciting today and every day? Two touchdowns already in punt returns. And today, uh, another big return that kind of set the Lions up on that last score. So that's a weapon that the Lions, the Lions special teams can be really, really good. you got one of the best kickers in the game in Matt Prater. You've got an excellent punter in Sam Martin. And with Agnew at punt returns and obviously on some kick returns too. He took one out today, but you know, kick returns are really out of the game, period. He is a guy to watch out for and could be a difference maker in one of these December-type cold games that the Lions may end up playing. And, hey, it's cold now, and they got to go to Chicago next week. Um, that, that could be – he could be a difference maker. I love the draft pick and the drafting of Jamal Agnew. So he definitely gets a game ball from me as well. Thought the offense early sputtered, then kind of got back on track. Uh, Golden Tate continues to, to do his thing, the 40-yard touchdown today. Uh, six catches, 97 yards, yards after the catch. Uh, seven targets for Golden Tate is not enough. They've got to get him the ball more. But what I like today was Matt Stafford spread it around. Marvin Jones had a couple of plays. Kenny Galladay on that uh, uh, four-play touchdown drive. Two huge catches, including 
um, uh, you know, the turkey hole play, as John Gruden would like to say, uh, down the sideline, knocking uh, knocking one between the cornerback and the safety. Great to see that the Lions got Kenny Galladay back today and healthy because they're going to definitely need him. 38-24 Lions over the Browns. It is Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you. Don't forget, if you want to join us here on Locked On Lions uh, as a sponsor, Jason Stratt from Remax will tell you. Freddie uh, Bello from Freddie's Pizza in Melvindale will tell you. And, of course, my guy Tim Lenhart at Lenhart Financial Services will tell you. We're, our audience, about 90, 97% men, men 25 to 54, podcast listeners, you guys uh, uh, listen to what I have to say about our sponsors, and you use them. And we appreciate that here on Locked On Lions. If you're interested in coming aboard with us for this second half of the season, in which the Lions should do quite well, Fox or CBS talked about it today. Spiro Ditas and Adam Archuleta, the TV broadcasters, discussed it. The Lions have the second easiest schedule left in the NFL. Come aboard with us right here on Locked On Lions. If you want to advertise with us, uh, email me at DairySpeaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks at gmail.com, DairySpeaks at gmail.com. We'd love to have you aboard. All right, so the Lions win 38-24. Some of your thoughts coming in on Twitter, at DairySpeaks. Uh, on Twitter, let's get to some of these uh, comments today. Uh, Robert H. writes in, Lions win, but least common denominator strategy by both teams, two weak teams. Hmm. Lions aren't weak. They just played poorly today. How bad are the Browns? Wow. Uh, Gary Luke says, in a game the Lions were supposed to win, they did. It may have been a no-win situation in that a win gets dismissed as it's the Browns and a loss is devastating, but Detroit got to the quarterback, forced Turnovers, scored points, including another rushing touchdown and an Ebron touchdown. I'll take it. Yes, Gary, how about that? How about Eric Ebron lined up against this, a rookie safety uh, in coverage, double move, down the sideline, wide open for a touchdown? Hey, give it up. Hold on, I'm going to drop the mic here. Wait, ready? <laughs> Clapping. Give it up for Eric Ebron. You have to. All right? Now, he, he doesn't play as much as he usually should, and there's other tight ends on this roster, but that was a nice move and a nice play, a little fade down the sideline, and uh, gave the Lions a lead. Stafford to Ebron. But he's got to take advantage of that. A safety guarding him that's a lot smaller, uh, I thought that was a nice play. Uh, Jellybean writes in, I can tell you we're going to lose to the Bears next week. Well, the Bears lost at home today to the Packers, so I wouldn't go that far. Uh, Lions didn't play well, but still got it done. That's from Wayne. Uh, Diana writes in on uh, at Twitter, uh, Matt, running game has to improve. It just has to. Well, today it got a little better, but there's just too many there's too many runs that occur that are that are losses and that are obvious. And then when the defense is is waiting for it, the Lions run right into it. I, I'll tell you one thing. I really liked the Amir Abdullah touchdown run um, early in the game that gave the Lions their first score at ten to seven, I believe. Let me let me let me double check that. Um, that one I liked because it was a good play call by Jim Bob Cooter. Hold on. Uh, da, da, da. Yeah, the, the, uh, that one made it 10 to 10. I really liked that play because it was a trap play. It was quick. Stafford was under center. It's the plays when Stafford is in the, in the shotgun or the pistol and they're obvious runs. Uh, that one wasn't. Uh, Glasgow kind of uh, tra- went with Swanson and they trapped the defensive tackle, Danny Shelton. I thought that was a really nice play call and it was a quick hitter. And the Amir Abdullah eight-yard touchdown run that tied the game at 10 in the second quarter uh, was a good play. No doubt about it. So but the run game overall, yes, must must get better. 
Uh, Bo Walensky on Twitter says, Browns remind me of last year's Rams team. They need better wide receivers badly. Overall, Stafford did what he needed to do to win. Uh, Jimmy says, I really don't care what it looked like. A win is a win. Uh, Mashed Stafford, not pretty, but a win's a win. So a lot of you are... uh, a lot of you are pretty happy, so you'll take it. Uh, at Rob Sherman, give Stafford credit for the audible and Tate for his yards after the catch. Golden, nobody does it better than Golden Tate in yards after the catch. Yes, you want to you want to celebrate what the Lions did today, which was a touchdown, which was a victory. I'm just telling you, they did not play a good football game today. Uh, did not. And let, let let's get to some of the negatives, and it'll start on the defensive side of the ball. What was the defensive line doing today? What was that performance? by the Lions' defensive line. That was pitiful. The Cleveland Browns today ran, ran, ran for 201 yards. What? Duke Johnson, 54 yards. Isaiah Crowell, 90. Deshaun Kaiser, 7 carries, 57 yards. And I'll tell you one thing, and I know this will be uh, unpopular in Cleveland, and I'm actually filling in I'm going to do uh, fill in for a Bull and Fox on 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland the day after Thanksgiving from 3 to 7. So if you're around, tune in. Um, Deshaun Kaiser's got a long way to go as a rookie quarterback and a, and a you know second-round pick that I think a lot of people didn't expect would, would do a whole heck of a lot, and he's got not a lot of weapons around him. I mean, Kenny Britt and uh, Seth DeValve and Sammy Coates, Richard Higgins. He doesn't exactly have a lot of receivers out there. Gordon, of course, suspended. And coming back, Corey Coleman, their first-round pick from a couple of years ago, hurt. But, man, the Lions made Deshaun Kaiser today look like a really, really good quarterback. They couldn't get any pressure on it. And I know people say, oh, the Lions had four sacks today on Deshaun. Uh, uh, they had a, 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 a four sacks today. Well, three of them came against Cody Kessler, who's clueless. And one was on Kaiser. Kaiser today threw for 232, uh, ran for 57. The Lions allowed six Yards, 6.1 yards per carry to the Browns today. Come on. The Browns averaged about 97 yards a game on the ground. Had about had 201 today. This defensive line for the for the Lions, and it was a minus Ziggy Ansa today. So, again, that's arguably your best defensive lineman or one of them. I thought Ashawn Robinson today got, got manhandled pretty good. And there's too many guys on this defensive line that the Lions have that are just guys. Nobody... Anthony Zettel's tremendous. I like him a lot. Six tackles, five solo, a sack, and two tackles for loss, and a quarterback hit. Anthony Zettel's in a class by himself on this D-line right now. He is having an immensely good year for a second-year player and a former late-round draft pick. But these other guys, Cornelius Washington, oh, we had two sacks. You know, there's guys out there that you don't even know who they are. Like Jaquise Smith, who's that? Jeremiah Ledbetter, I know he was a late-round pick. Jeremiah Valaunga, there's too many guys that are just guys. Kyrie Thornton, supposed to clog up the middle with that big wide body at number 99. The Lions D-line today got toyed with by the Browns offensive line, and that was a Browns offensive line that missed, that missed their right tackle, Sean Coleman, for half the game and are without their Pro Bowl left tackle, Joe Thomas. If you think the Lions are going to win this division, they're not going to win at playing that type of defensive line, having that type of defensive line play today. That was pitiful. They got manhandled in the run game, and they couldn't get to the quarterback. And I know the stats will look better. Oh, they had four sacks today. Three of them were against Cody Kessler, who who holds the ball forever and is not a and he's a CFL quarterback. 
But Kaiser and that Browns run game had all day to throw today. And Nevin Lawson, give him credit. That kid had the strip, uh, the strip and the fumble recovery and the touchdown play after a horrible, horrible first half. He came back and had a much better second half and even admitted after the game today uh, to the media that that was, that was not a great performance by him when it came to the first half. And actually it was benched for some of the game. They had Diggs, uh, DJ Hayden, and Darius Slay out there. And Darius Slay is a monster. Boy, oh boy, is he a good player. Three passes defended today. The interception that put the game away. Um, Darius Slay, that's another game ball. He's awesome. But the number one game ball goes to Hugh Jackson. Can you believe that performance today? From the, I don't know what the Browns are doing. And they were gashing the Lions in the run game, and then they go, and then they start throwing the ball. Like, down the field, thinking that they could do that against the Lions. And, and explain to me, have you guys ever seen this before? Greg Williams, who's the defensive coordinator, and obviously he runs the defense and Jackson runs the offense, but how do you allow your safeties, uh, Jabril Peppers and who's the other kid, Derek Kindred, to play so deep? Did you notice that watching the game on TV? The middle of the field is so open because they're so scared that Peppers is going to get beat deep because he's really not a free safety. He played more of a Viper position for Michigan last year, as you guys all know in watching him dominate the Big Ten, as, as, as the media like to say. But, boy, they played deep. And it took the Lions some time to adjust to that. But that's that's poor coaching. We know the Browns have no have no material, and they're young. But no team should be 0-9 in this NFL. No way. Not with teams like Tennessee winning four in a row and you know Jacksonville being one of the better teams in the AFC. They have Blake Bortles playing quarterback. That's why today was so disappointing. And, yes, You'll take a win anytime. The Lions needed to get this win. They needed to keep pace with Minnesota, who won again today. And actually, that's an impressive win by the Vikings, going into Washington and beating the Redskins. And Case Keenum had a huge day with four touchdown passes, yet two picks in the fourth quarter makes you still think it's Bridgewater on the horizon. But the Lions now have got to go into Chicago and play much better, especially at the line of scrimmage. The offensive line, again, it's got to give Stafford more time and got to run block better. And the D-line they got to get a healthy Ziggy Ansah back who missed today with a back injury. And they've, they've got to find somebody to step up and do something on that D-line because today they got manhandled up by the Browns. All right, some Facebook messages and comments uh, coming in on the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. And again, uh, you're always along, uh, invited to follow along on the Facebook page and uh, um, make your comments as long as you keep them clean. That's always a good thing, right? And key. As I like to say it at uh, UAD High, where I teach daily, keep it Ignatian. Um, comments uh, from today's game, and I put the question out there earlier today just about, you know, what were your thoughts on today's game, and I kind of knew where the comments would go, but let's uh, let's get into it. Kevin Malik says, not a great game by far. Got lucky with Kaiser getting hurt. Defense played terrible. It was a short week, though. Gear up for the Bears, who lost to Green Bay at home. Connor Ludke says, three words, just win, baby. Steve Rice, I was ready to petition the other 31 teams so they can fight for my fandom if the Lions lost. I'm glad and proud to still be a Lions fan, but boy, they make me mental. They do. They drive you crazy. That's what the Lions do. <laughs> today today was rough. Uh, Ken Crack, they drive me nuts, and it's a short drive for me. Uh, Nathan Litke, shaky start, but took care of business. Now on to going bear hunting next weekend. Carl Coffey writes, I can breathe again. You guys are, you guys are a lot nicer than me. I, I thought today was bad. But again, yes, you'll take a win anytime, and this is the better football team than they look today. They played down to the level of their competition. But what bothers me again 
is how they just got handled at the line of scrimmage. And I, and I heard Adam Archuleta at CBS talking about, oh, Tyher Whitehead is Tyher Whitehead and, and, and Jared Davis today, the linebackers, uh, overran so many plays. The, the, the linebacker that made the bet that looked the best today of, all, of everybody was Paul Warlow. He actually played pretty well. The linebackers today were just overcommitting, overrunning plays. What was with like six guys on the left side uh, blitzing uh, and, and rushing Kaiser, and he just he just runs right to the right side for like twenty yards. You guys remember that play today? What was that? Stay in your lane. Stay in your gaps. Uh, win win the one on one battles. And I thought the Lions front four and linebackers today did not do that. And this was the Browns they were playing. And I know the Bears are bad. And next weekend should be a win in Chicago, but the Bears can run the football, and the Bears, uh, you know, front seven isn't bad either. So keep an eye on that for next week. Uh, that'll wrap things up for this edition of Locked On Lions. Post-game edition as the Lions get it done. They get the win today, 38-24 to over the Cleveland Browns. We'll talk to you again this week. We'll preview the Bears as well. As you've been listening to Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Again, leave a um, a review on iTunes. If you're listening on iTunes, leave a review and leave your Twitter handle on the review. And each week, Locked On the Locked On Podcast Network, our guy David Locke that runs it, picks one winner to receive a one-year subscription to ProFootballFocus.com. The folks at PFF do an amazing job. Lions win today 38-24, but... A lot of work to do for next week. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.